A while back, a meme took the internet by storm, referencing the FBI watching us through the little cameras on our laptops and phones. It's funny because it's far-fetched, right? Surely no one would actually watch us while we watch TikTok on Malu or scroll our Facebook feed first thing in the morning. But what about when we're getting changed? What about when we're taking photos to send to our partners? What if you trusted someone with an intimate photo and they used it against you? I'm going to tell you about the people who have had their privacy violated the most horrendous way. Most of them will have their naked bodies online for the whole world to see for the rest of their lives. A few have even taken their own lives. We aren't as safe as we think we are. And it all begins with that tiny little circle at the top of our devices. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Loon Life. Some of you may be familiar with the name Amanda Todd. For those who aren't, I'm going to tell you her story. In 2012, the 15-year-old Canadian student posted a video online. In it, she can be seen from the waist up, in black and white, holding palm cards. As she shows the camera each of the cards, she tells everyone what has been happening to her and what she is about to do. In seventh grade, when she was just 13, and like many millennials, she used to use video chat to make friends. After a while of talking to one such friend, who had used flattery and compliments to gain her trust, he asked her to flash her chest to him. After much begging, she eventually complied, just for a second. As quickly as it was done, however, this man had taken a screenshot. The phenomenon was known as capping, screen capturing, at the time. A year after this happened, she received a Facebook message. It was from that person. It said, if you don't put on a show for me, I'll send your boobs to everyone you know. He listed the names of her family, friends and school. She had never met him in real life before. He had gathered all of this information about her online. Amanda was 14 years old at the time. Ignoring the threat, she was horrified when at 4am on Christmas break there was a knock at her front door. It was the police. Her nude image had been circulated online and sent to everybody she knew. I don't think I need to remind you guys at this point the seriousness of this. This is child pornography and exploitation. Amanda spiralled after this. She changed schools, had a series of mental health issues, and turned to drugs and alcohol to cope, all the while still getting tormented by this person who had now created a Facebook account with her breast's profile picture. It wasn't just this person distressing her though. 
people from her school were taunting her online. As we all know, you can't escape the internet. She felt completely alone. I won't go into detail about the bullying she suffered, all stemming from the slut reputation that had been disgustingly thrust upon her, but it is barbaric. We all know teenagers can be cruel, but this is next level. This poor girl was pushed into a corner and she felt she had no way out. On the 10th of October 2012, Amanda was found hanged in her home. She was 15 years old. Amanda is one of many young people that have taken their lives after being victim to this exploitation and revenge porn phenomenon. But these aren't adults being targeted. These are children, and this is pedophilia. When Matthew Folder was 21 years old, he was in his final year at Cambridge, one of the world's most prestigious universities. His Twitter feed was wholesome, boasting a love of baking, crossword puzzles and dinosaurs. He was soon to become a lecturer at the University of Birmingham. I suppose you could say he had a good life. But the dark side of Folder, who has been dubbed one of Britain's most prolific paedophiles, is the stuff of nightmares. It was in his final year of Cambridge that he created numerous Facebook profiles. He posed as a depressed female artist looking for nude subjects for her work. He would offer hundreds of pounds to any participants. I'm going to step out of the story for a moment and comment that this method makes me feel ill. I personally have a close relationship with a female artist on Instagram who I've sent semi-nude images to many times for her work. I have trusted someone that I've never met with intimate images of myself and I'm no fool. But reading about how he got his victims makes me want to throw up. It could have been me. Once Volder had obtained these images, much like every predator before him, he went on to scour his victims' social media pages, learning about their family, where they worked and where they lived. He would then send them a message. Send me a picture of you licking a toilet seat or I'll send your tits to your boss. Escalating in depravity, every image he would receive would then be uploaded to the dark web community of hurtcore enthusiasts apparently getting off on the humiliation of these children. I promise I will leave you alone if you just send me one more photo of you in your school uniform doing... Dot, dot, dot. So prolific was Folder that in his community of paedophiles, he had created a manual to assist others in grooming young girls. After a four-year worldwide investigation, including law enforcement from the US, Australia, New Zealand, Israel and Europe, finally Folder's identity was unveiled. For those unaware, the dark web is on a separate playing field to what's known as the surface web, what we use. Users must download specific software to access it and more that hides their IP address. Each website on the dark web will route itself through multiple servers all over the world to stop hackers and government agencies from being able to track where they're actually coming from. Specialists built their own websites on the servers which hosted one of the offending sites to track what was being said and done on them. In doing so, they were able to access the so-called hurtcore communities who are defined by their sharing of images of rape, murder, sadism, torture, paedophilia, blackmail and humiliation. Hurt to the Core, described by the NCA as the world's worst website, was one such site. A user known only as In the Garden posted blackmail pictures of a teenage girl. 
the user was tracked online and found to have made posts on online marketplace Gumtree. The user, later unmasked as Folder, was found to be the same user as Evil Mind and In The Garden, following an extensive intelligence operation. All 300 people he approached were reviewed by the NCA Child Protection Advisors and investigations showed Folder had installed hidden cameras at a variety of locations to secretly film friends showering. Folder was questioned over three days but answered no comment to all allegations before providing two prepared statements. He admitted charges including the rape of a child, fraud, causing sexual exploitation, blackmail, making indecent images, sending communications with intent to cause distress and possession of extreme pornography depicting torture, death and bestiality. Fowler was initially sentenced to 32 years for 137 charges. In October 2018, his sentence was reduced to 25 years. He will be 55 years old upon release. His victims' abuse images will be up on the dark web for the rest of their lives and beyond. In a tiny, barely standing house in the Philippines' capital city of Manila, computers line the wall. The computers let out a low hum, as at each a young man sits tapping away. Each screen shows a DOS system and a video stream. Some show faces from across the world sitting at their own computer. Some show subjects getting changed, apparently unaware that they are being filmed. Behind these windows, a Facebook page showing a beautiful young woman. She doesn't have a ton of friends, but enough to seem legit. The images are all of the same person. There are chat boxes lined up with flirtatious messages going back and forth. Can I see you on webcam? She asks each one. On FaceTime, the image of her face appears. The camera is slow and glitchy, but there's no doubt to her suitors that it's really her. Show me and I'll show you, she types into the chat box. Boom, got him, thinks the hacker. The man's wife is on Facebook too, perfect. He closes the pre-recorded video of the beautiful young woman and copies the pre-written message in English to the man who he just captured exposing himself. I will send this footage to everyone you know if you do not send me £2,000. And so it goes. And it's big business. Sexploitation is real and it's happening all over the world. There are syndicates of hackers dedicated to the extortion of thousands of dollars from victims without a second thought. A 17-year-old Scottish man took his life in 2017 after paying thousands of pounds, but the threats kept coming. In the end, he couldn't see a way out. I decided to create this episode because I feel it's become too easy for us to sweep these things under the rug. People say things like, I would never be stupid enough to flash someone online, but what if your partner is away and your webcam just happens to be intercepted? What if you're getting changed in front of your computer? Imagine your private life forever exposed on the internet for all to see. A two-second mistake has seen hundreds of teenagers take their lives. Adult men have paid thousands of dollars not to have their secrets exposed. This is the world we live in. People are desperate and money makes the world go round. Now you are aware, protect yourself.
If you would like to know more about the dark web and the horrors that exist just a few clicks away, search for YouTuber Surviving Life. He and his team work tirelessly to report and shut down the disgusting and depraved websites that pop up daily. They are doing something most of us wouldn't have the stomach for. I think it's important to know what we are up against, and even more vital that we do everything in our power to stop it. If you aren't scared, you aren't paying attention. Thanks again for tuning into this mega dark episode of Loon Life. We can only protect ourselves through education, right? I do hope I haven't given you all nightmares. If you would like to hear about future episodes, please subscribe on your favourite podcast app or follow us on Spotify. Bonus content can be found on patreon.com forward slash Harley Q. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Harley Q. I promise next episode will be a whole lot lighter.